0: Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we talked about how you get different aches and pains in your joints based on having overuse injuries. And it's kind of odd that some of these overuse injuries can be doing nothing. Um, Sitting is considered an overuse injury. Um, Standing in one spot at work or wherever is considered an overuse injury. So a lot of the overuse injuries don't necessarily have to be that you're out running every day or you're swimming every day or whatever. There are many different kinds of overuse injuries, and a lot of them... I maybe should be considered underuse injuries. Well, today, what we're going to talk about is what to do about it. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background into why it causes you to hurt. The overuse injury causes you to hurt. A little bit of background anatomy. I promise I won't get too deep or hopefully too boring. And then we're going to talk about what you can do to fix it. So you don't wake up in the morning and say, wow, I didn't sleep at all last night because my shoulder really hurt. So let's get started with a little anatomy lesson. Your body is made up of cells, and cell membranes are very squishy and goopy, so they don't hold together very well. So if it weren't for stuff that holds us together, we'd just be like this big pile of jello. So part of what holds us together, what gives us structure, we've got our internal skeleton, our bones, that helps us to stand up and, and gives a cavity for our lungs and everything. But as far as what holds us all together... It's this stuff called fascia, and up until very recently in scientific history, fascia was just considered this inert stuff that held us all together, and anytime you were doing any research on the muscle or whatever, you just cut the fascia out of the way because it was in the way, and it just, all it did was hold us together. It wasn't active. Well, then people started looking at the fascia a little more carefully and found out not only was it active, it was extremely active, it was... Full of nerve sensors, it changed its properties. Sometimes its property is to hold us together and be tough, and sometimes its property is to be slick and slidey so that um, there's not friction between different muscles as they move. And it can move around. It can be flexible. It can be stretchy. It is absolutely a fascinating substance, and. It covers every bit of our body. It holds the blood vessels together. It holds the nerves in place. It holds the muscles together and keeps them from pulling apart. It holds the muscles to the bone. It holds everything together and it's all connected with nerves. Um, Some people even think it helps control our mood because of the way it's all held together. But to be quite honest we've studied muscles for hundreds and hundreds of years. We've studied fascia probably for dozens and dozens of years. So There's so much that we don't know about the fascia that in a year and a half, what I'm telling you now will have been found to be either more true or they found an exception to what I'm saying. Something else that's interesting about uh, fascia is it's a whole bunch of little tubes and those tubes are kind of full of water, so they need to stay well hydrated and one thing, when you first start moving a muscle, the tubes are probably not hydrated to allow them to slide on each other. And I'm simplifying this, but one of the things is, you know, if if you ever just try to do a stand up and do a toe touch, it feels almost like tearing a sheet of paper. Your The back of your legs are just in protest. But if you get up and move around a little bit, it hydrates the fascia and then things slip and slide just a little bit easier. So what it is an accepted idea right now, is that anytime a fascia is injured, and usually the injury is from doing the same thing over and over again, and it could be something active, like running, like I've said, or it could be something very inactive, like sitting. But whatever it is, that if you do the same thing over and over again, your fascia can get injured. And when the fascia gets injured, instead of being these nice little hollow tubes that slide around and slip and slide and hold everything together, they thicken and kind of clump up. And when they do that, they, instead of being nice long parallel tubes, they're just little clumps and those clumps cause everything to shorten up just a little bit. If you get a whole bunch of these little clumps that shorten everything just a little bit, then you get a significant amount of shortening in the muscle. And when your muscle is too short, the antagonistic muscle has to be too long, then the joint itself doesn't track like it's supposed to, and you end up with joint pain. And once again, because everything in the body is connected by this fascia, when, it gets, when you get tightness in the fascia at the ankle it pulls down on the knee, that pulls on the hip, that pulls on the back, that pulls on the shoulder, that pulls on the neck. So the headache could come from a sprained ankle. So, I mean, it's absolutely amazing how all of this stuff is hooked together. So what do you do about it? Once again, I'm going to give a disclaimer. I've been studying this for probably 15 plus years. When I first started studying this, Everybody was pretty convinced they knew how all of this worked. You've got a clump of fascia. You use something to break it up. You stretch it out. It, it works like this. Well, then they start saying, but nobody's actually done any research. They start doing research, and they found out, well, maybe it doesn't work like that. Maybe what we've been telling you is not exactly correct. However, one thing that shows up in almost all of the studies that are done on this is wh- however it works, it actually works. So what I'm going to tell you is something that for most people will help improve your posture, help the joints track better, and help relieve some pain. The first thing you need to do is help relieve that fascial tension. And one of the good things, there are several good things to use on that. One is a foam roller. Um, They make percussion massagers. Um, There's all kinds of things that you can use that will help to um, relieve the fascial tension. A good deep tissue massage uh, will help to relieve the fascial tension. And if you want to know how to use a foam roller, there's lots of good videos on YouTube. I personally recommend the ones that are done by Trigger Points, just because they seem to have done the most uh, research into how to effectively use a foam roller. I don't make a profit off of Trigger Points, but I do think that they're the industry leader on how to actually do myofascial release. So once you've released the tension in that fascia, the next thing you need to do is to do some type of stretching to stretch that back out. Because if not, as soon as you get done, it's going to kind of clump back up again. So we're going to release the tension in it, and then you're going to stretch it out as much as you can. And as soon as you get done with that, it's going to Clump back up again a little bit. So the next day you need to stretch it out again because you're probably doing the same repetitive motion and re injuring it every time. So you got to keep doing the myofascial release and stretching. Now I don't claim to have any kind of omniscience, but I can read your mind, and about half of you said, I don't have time to do the stuff that I'm doing right now. How in the world am I going to add this in? And it reminds me of the story about the man that was visiting his friend, and the friend's hound dog was laying on the porch, and they're sitting there talking, and the a dog just keeps whining and whining, and every few minutes it'll just let out the most pitiful howl. And the guy looked at the his friend and said, "Yeah, I think there's something wrong with your dog." He said, "No, nah, he's fine." And after a little while, was, you know, the dog lets out another pitiful howl. He said, "I really think there's something wrong with your dog." He said, "No, he's he's fine." And you know, after the third time, he said, "Man, you need to do something about the dog." He said, I, he's laying on a nail." And the guy said, "Well, he's laying on a nail. Why didn't he move?" He said, "Doesn't hurt him bad enough to move. It just hurts him bad enough to complain." A lot of us are at the point that it just hurts us bad enough to complain. You know, that nagging knee or the shoulder that keeps you from sleeping every third night or the back pain when you stand up, all of that stuff just hurts a little bit. And you keep thinking, well, I don't have time to do the foam rolling and stretching, but this hurts and you complain about it and you complain about it and you've got your tennis elbow or whatever. Eventually it's going to hurt bad enough to where you can do something about it. And if you haven't done any permanent damage by then, you'll be amazed at the how much better you feel after you've started the foam rolling and stretching. Finally, I'd like to add that if you'll remember, I keep talking about doing tiny habits. So once we get started with the foam rolling and stretching, a great thing to do is right after you brush your teeth, foam roll and stretch one muscle. The next, day, the next time you brush your teeth, foam roll and stretch another muscle. It's going to take you about a minute for each one of those. So if you brush your teeth twice a day, that's two minutes in the day. And unfortunately, my clock here says that I'm about to run out of time. So I'm going to stretch this out into a third week of this podcast. So next week, I'm going to lay out a plan for foam rolling and stretching the commonly overused muscles in the body so that hopefully you can get some relief from the common pains and it will make your fitness Not just a little bit funner, but a whole lot funner. Until next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.